Hello and welcome to Forget the Numbers, the CMS student podcast. My name is Alan and I'm here today with Connor. Hello everyone. And today, um, as you all will know by now, um, on this fine Saturday in near late December, that the precinct case studies for all OCS, MCS and SCS have all been released. So if you're doing one of them in February, um, it's either sitting on your student account or you've already downloaded it, read through it and stayed awake the night thinking, what questions could they possibly yeah, ask? What industry do I need to <laughs> yeah, yeah. get my head around? Yeah. How much <laughs> coffee do I need to drink? And should I buy pencils? <laughs> and I think that um, today what we're going to do is just do a little bit of a, I guess, a summary of each of the case studies Um kind of get you into the mindset of, of what are the things you need to be aware of um what the uh, what's in in the case study that's kind of relevant um and i think connor mentioned to me earlier on there's one of the case studies where three pages on like a, a full production process which reads very nicely and is very interesting but i'm not too sure yeah, you're, you're gonna... not going to be asked um how do you make pencils exactly <laughs> question one so I, I think there's um there's a way and i think in anybody's looked at our kickstart or we have now with all the case studies being released we've released our case study material and anybody who's looked at any of the videos so far or i would encourage you to look at the videos with paul um he really kind of gets to the point of how to use a pre-scene and what's important and what what is really just like you're again you don't need to make pencils you don't have to understand how to make a record and you certainly don't have to make coffee pods yeah. in order to pass <laughs> this exam or go out and buy a very expensive coffee maker so yeah. you can kind of get in the get in the get flow in the get in the character so um I, I think that the case studies, as all case studies are, they are a good framework by which to ask you questions and to test you. But I think our, our main thing today was like, don't get too carried yeah. away with and that. And I, I would encourage anyone as well who hasn't, who's got the pre-scene but hasn't yet watched Paul's case study series before they dive into that to do that because it will give you some context and framework and make you avoid those pitfalls of thinking... Yeah you need to study and annotate every stage of the pencil yeah, production you, process. Because you, you will you will definitely read the case studies differently yeah. if you look at Paul's video. Um, but anyway, we're going to go through, hopefully, we're even if you listen to this and haven't read through your case study, um, we'll highlight a few of the things that you should be aware of. So we'll start off um, with the OCS and it's Lottie Graphite. So it's everything you needed to know about, pe- I now know more about pencils than I ever wanted to or wish to <laughs> or ever need to. Um, but well, you'll find out here that like pencils are just a product. That's all they yeah. are. They're just. It could be pencils. It could be heaters. It could be and we said brown that bags. Looking across the three case studies, you you know you could change the product and the name, and in a certain sense, they're and, all and the case study is still, the case study is still relevant. So I think in any of the case studies, and, and again, a lot of this will we'll go through the other ones, but a lot of this does apply, and they are a case study is a technique, no matter what level you're at. Um, so you have to decide what your role is and, and who are you in the case study. And in the case of Lottie, you're the finance officer. And there's some like simple information that will inform future decisions. So when was the company formed and what was the turnover and, and who is the, the finance director? What's the background you have in the people? Mm. Um, I think, and these are basics. And I think one of the things Paul warns is that students kind of ignore these kind of like 
people go, why do I need to know when the company's formed? Well, how old is it? How long has it been? Is it a two-year-old company or is it a 22-year-old company? Because they're completely different stages of their life cycle. And that's, is it it successful in the long term? Is it a short-term thing? That's really important to know. And I think the other, the big point, like, and this is the reason you're being told who you are is, you know, in this case, you're the finance officer. That's an internal role. You're an employee Mm -hmm. of the company. And that's going to have an effect on everything on, you know, your tone for who you're talking to, your familiarity with the material. So if you're talking to someone else in the company, you're not going to be explaining the background of Lolly Graphite because you're both employees. So you have to, as we all say, assume the role of the character and that dictates your tone. It dictates how you can talk with people, how you can recommend things and what kind of knowledge you need to tell them or you need to assume that they have. So I think that's really important. So all that content and all that reading that you've done about pencils, there's really only a few things that you need to know when you kind of go, okay, yeah. they, they, they manufacture pencils. That's, that's, yeah. kind of, that, that's it. It doesn't get any more. And like everything else is about the, the character of the company, not the character yeah. of the product. Because so are they, do they have competition? So in this case, I think they're the smallest of five manufacturers. Yeah. So, so they're trying to climb that climb that ladder so like that could be a supermarket it could be a manufacturer it doesn't really matter um, where they're based how long are they in business so they were founded in 1902 so they're a very very old company mm. and they've survived world wars you would assume they've assi- survived recessions so there's been a lot of things a company goes through an awful lot of up and ups and downs over that period of time and there's been a lot of companies started and ended while they've still yeah. been going so you have to Put yourself in the character of what type of company they are. They're a family-run company. Yeah. Um, There's, and I think even, there, and it ties into how they've sustained such a long lifespan, it, the, is the they're very innovative and forward-looking. And that's yeah. one of the points. They have kind of eco-pencils and new products. And you need to be, again, thinking, well, maybe this is how we survive. Maybe you bring that into your, your kind of mindset about this company, and that might feature in some of your answers. So get, a, get an image of the company, even like... How, so what, there's a thousand people working for them. What's their revenue? What's their profit? They're a successful company. They've been in business for a long time. As Connor mentioned, there, there's lots of innovation around the company with the Eco Pencil. Um, the managing director um, is a fourth generation family member. So you kind of go like you're really getting an image of this company because that should determine how you as Connor said, how you answer the questions, know your audience. You're yeah. not, you're not, ta- you're talking to your, all your reports are likely to be um, directed towards people who have a real kind of strong emotional connection with the company. This is not shareholders of Coca-Cola. This is a really kind of, as, as old as the company is, as successful as it is, this still, it's still kind of a family thing at heart. Yeah. I, it's all, it, that's, the key it's all about just building this picture and remember you will have your precinct as a reference point but it's 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 building that broader picture so when that you see the the questions and issues on the day they're relevant in the context of what you already know yeah. so a couple of the issues that we would spot in this particular case study um that this is your OCS. So if you're doing OCS, it's your first SEMA case study. So you might have done case study exams in other qualifications in college, or you may never have done a case study exam before. It's really key to get an understanding of the, the expectations and requirements in a case study exam. So um, we have videos for that, but really get yourself into that. It is not knowledge based. 
if you read about Lottie Pencils, if you read about the people, if you read about the company, there isn't a theory backing up everything. Uh, the, the theory is just things you, you use to, to base your your opinions on. Yeah. But it's not a, it's not a, oh, well, I learned this in P1 and I learned this in E1 and I must repeat it in this way. Mm. It's, it's nothing like that. You kind of have to put aside the way you were you learn for your examination in the three objective test exams and really put yourself in the position that you're sitting in a room with the people from from the pencil company and you are giving them advice and i think if you don't kind of immerse yourself if you don't kind of create that aura around the company for yourself uh, you're just not going to be successful in your case study exam and this is your first one so if you crack the first one if you come yeah. up with a, a technique uh, we mentioned at the beginning these case studies aren't that all that different and certainly from a technique perspective if you get that right in OCS your MCS and SCS will be an awful lot easier so that was um, Lottie Graphite and um, it's a it's a stunning read <laughs> <laughs> So we move from pencils to records. I didn't think people made records anymore, but anyway, the company are called Travel Records, and um, I think they obviously came up with the same idea. So they're they're looking at music sales, and I think the funny thing is is that you sometimes get case where you go, "Oh, it's music. This will be interesting." Yeah, you pencil well is boring. To, we'll still well, end up in corporate uh, governance and boards. Exactly. And so don't financials. don't be kind of. Be careful in an exam that if you're if you just happen to be maybe there's not too many people passionate about pencils, but if you just happen to be passionate about um, records in the music industry, don't yeah. find yourself telling the examiner what you think of the music industry. It is still about corporate yeah. governance. It's still Our about producer financial. Kevin here is yeah, yeah, yeah. he could, could he could maybe do this case study exam, but it's it is it is not to get carried away with that and again it is just a vessel to ask you questions about mm. governance and finance and manufacturing yeah. and competition and all of those different things that are always going to come up because once again your role in the case is a financial manager it's yeah. not you as the you know the lover of music, lover of music inside, so <laughs> you've got to get into that role Yeah. so again a few key things about this company they're based in a developed country which um, from a a people perspective, from a salary perspective, from a market perspective, from a disposable income perspective, all has an impact. So you have to put yourself, well, what would you consider a, a developed company? Um, they're in, they have a number of countries and they're across an awful lot of countries, but you find out that the top six countries account for 70% of their sales. So um, a question will likely come up or there's a, a decision to be made, well, do they go after their top six and increase that? Or do they try and look at the smaller markets? And I think all companies will probably say a bit of both. Um, they're among the top 10 companies. Um, and they've been going since 94, but they've taken a few different, there's been management buyouts. They're now listed on a stock exchange. Um, they look at different ways of what they consider value. And, and I guess in an, in an industry that's changing dramatically, they're looking at different ways of capturing that value and getting um, their customers to buy um, to buy their product in some way or interact with them. So lots of management things. So it seems to be well-structured. They've got a CEO, they've got executive directors, they've got non-executive directors. Now, when you see a case study that concentrates, that's really going into detail on the corporate governance of the company, yeah. 
don't be surprised if corporate governance is a big theme in the exam. Yeah, and the other thing, as soon as you see that a company is listed, which is the case in this, and yeah. you're seeing case studies, that brings a, a whole new element of corporate governance. And once you see that, you, you know, that should be a flag that this is going to arise somewhere. I will need to reference this. Oh, absolutely. Because the level of reporting and the level of scrutiny you get as a, yeah. pub, as a, as a listed company is very different. And then you go into, then they start talking about the ethics and how they treat their artists well. Um, yeah, fair contracts with artists and how they... So it's, yeah, so like they're very, they look like a really ethical, well-run company. yeah. But at the end of the day, maybe their performance isn't as good as some of their competitors. So, so you're kind of, you can see where this yeah. is balancing towards and about... Which, which you see in the, the financial, I think it gets into, um, you know, that revenue and profits are down... Why is this happening? Yeah. So it, it again, like we said the last time, it's all about building a, a picture. And what you're going to find in, um, you know, in a lot of these is because it's not straightforward. It's not like, a, um, you know, it, they're not in complete turmoil. It do, there are trade offs. So maybe mm -hmm. what you see is, well, maybe we are, there might be an issue where they're less ethical with artists to build up profits or something. It'll it'll make you think about that. So if you have a strong picture of the state of the company, and the state of the industry, that helps you answer that. And there are companies uh, who choose to make less profits than competitors in order to be more ethical or fairer. Um, not too much, many of them, <laughs> but but they are there. And I think you can see where this is heading. It's kind of, and, and nearly the question is, is corporate governance and ethics worth a smaller profit? Or is there a way to boost a profit and still maintaining that ethical and good corporate governance? And I think there's going to be a, a yeah. this is, that's where this really is heading, the, yeah. this whole case. Study. And the, yeah, as soon as it starts getting into, um, I know there's mention of you get the financials for one of their, their main rivals who have very good financials. Um, and things they're doing differently and it talked about acquisitions at the start and you know you start to see that maybe other offers come in or maybe the competitors are doing something that you should be doing I think the um, the, the final case study for SCS is one of these ones that you read it and you think we always tell students that examiners are trying to use real life companies that they've heard of <laughs> this is actually sounds like the real life company that every day the examiners are drinking yeah, before yeah. they do this when they're so this struggling is, to get an idea yeah so this is um, ShinePod um, and they are a coffee pod company yeah. who have expensive coffee machines and make coffee pods that only work in their machines and they don't have many stores yeah. but it's exclusively online Kevin already yeah. knows the name that we they all make espressos yeah. but they're called shine pods <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. so I think we all know who who we're talking about here and it's a really good example because um, and I think Paul makes the point in his video that um, everybody, I'm not even a coffee drinker, but I knew who it was and I have an impression of the coffee industry. And it is one that's kind of people have a lot of general knowledge about, which is a good thing. Again, a bit like the music, you don't want to tell them everything you know about the coffee industry. Um, but it's really good. But who are you? You're a senior manager. So if you're a senior manager for um, the SES exam, um, it's important. So there's going to be the difference between a finance officer in, let's say, Lottie, and now being a senior manager, that senior manager is going to be involved in strategy. So you're kind of going, well, what's the, you're going to be involved in what's the strategy for this company mm. a little bit, because they're already up, upping you in the company. You're not going to be doing an overly an analysis of the, the, the ratios of the company yeah. of your senior manager. You're going to be involved in some strategic long-term decisions. 
Um, and like I think what they talk about uh, drinking 500 million cups of coffee a year and um, Paul talks touches briefly on the real industry which is over 20 billion um, industry so it's a really it's a really interesting one I think um, with ShinePod they really talk about how it's a successful company um, it hits on the risks a little bit so they're a very successful company they seem to make lots of money the ratios look good in comparison to their competitors. Yeah, the share price is the rising. The share price is rising. They are listed once again, so there's, yeah. there's also going to be corporate governance considerations. So everything looks lovely and rosy. I think part of the area they probably hit in this case study is that this company um, outsources an awful lot. Yeah. They outsource machine manufacture, the pod manufacturing. They say they have a really good... Um, relationships with suppliers. Yeah, they've you know their employment practices, their social responsibility. But I think what I find interesting for into this one is you really see how it sometimes only takes a tiny little nugget of information in a, a case study to maybe see where things might be going. But one of the things they include um, in the appendices to the case is the CEO's blog, and there's comments on the blog. Um, he's talking about how they pay their employer, you know, or they pay. Um, where they're getting the coffee from, um, they pay them, you know, above the average market price, but people are commenting, and how do you know that gets to the workers, not just the owners, yeah. and little things. And I think you can start to see there's maybe some some controversies or some um, social responsibility issues that they might have to deal with. Yeah, so I, I would expect that it is that social responsibility, that strategy area that, it's, it's as you said, it's a bit like going into a restaurant and paying a tip and then finding out that the tip goes to the restaurant and not yeah. the person serving you. So it, I think social responsibility is going to be, I, I think if in the last, in the MCS one, it's going to be more corporate governance. Yeah. I think it's going to be social responsibility possible touching on ethics in this one. Yeah. But again, they can ask anything. There's going yeah. to be... And oftentimes, of you know, particularly this level, it's, it's kind of response to scandals sometimes. And, and they give a lot of news stories. I know in this case, there's a lot of news extracts. But even in your actual exam, you know, you can be asked, you said you received this news article, which was just published, and you have to respond to that. Yes. So you need to, again with the pre-scene have a good understanding of the company what they stand for and they give lots of this information around the company's vision their strategy what risks they face so if you have a good foundation of that knowledge it gives you a platform to talk about how you would respond to these issues yeah so getting a a newspaper article on the day saying that they have had a a scandal about where the money's going to for paying employees and stuff like that could be very uh, and how you and how you as a senior manager would respond to it is a very um, very clear kind of idea about that where that might be heading. Um, but like again, you can ask lots of questions of this, and and I wouldn't just concentrate on the areas yeah. that we've discussed. But um, I, I think the. There's a lot of risks in the outsourcing. There's a lot of social responsibility areas hit on. And Paul, through his webinars and through all his videos, will for all three case studies, um, will concentrate on each of the case study. Will will really break down the necessary information. Not only you need to know, but you need to use in your exam. Yeah. And, and then we have. Um, we will be releasing um, a large number of practice questions and mock exams for each of these case studies. So we're hopefully getting to the stage where any question you get asked on the day of your exam will be pretty much covered or certainly touched upon. We're never going to ask yeah. the exact same question, but it's giving you that 
comfort and that that ability to be able to walk in on exam day and feel no matter what's kind of thrown at you about any of the case studies that you're comfortable yeah, to deal with. And I think that's the key point and that's kind of the caveat across this whole pre-scene issue is that you know, it's not about trying to anticipate what's coming up and, you know, that you're preparing now for potential questions that you might get and you're putting all your eggs in that basket. It's really a case, as we said, of, you know, looking through those those case study approach videos so that you're good at any case study, going through the pre-scene, building up a picture of the company and working through all Paul's pre-scene supports. So if you are both good at case studies and have a good picture of the company um, from the pre-scene supports, no matter what comes up, you'll be able to tackle it. So all the best with tackling your case study again. Our weekly webinars will start in early January for OCS and we'll build up right to the exam week for all three sets of exams. Um, our mock exams are now available um, to to take for each of the case studies and look out as part of your study plan, look out for those practice questions. All the best and we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.